0: Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for November 19th of 2016. I'm Ryan Wilson. I'm Cameron Walsh. And uh, welcome back. Well, welcome back to me. Sorry, it's been about three weeks. Um, work schedules, time changes, uh, just hasn't worked for the both of us to get together. Uh, Walsh, well, you got to chat with Mr. Larkin from the Hockey News the other day. That was good. So he's. I tried uh,
1: to say something.
0: Yeah, he's... He's ready to go. I might have to get some rust off. Um, <laughs> we will talk about some of the teams that maybe are a little bit surprising where they are, or based on our season preview projections, and we'll talk about a few teams that are maybe lower than where we thought they'd be, and uh, then talk about the impact some of the uh, recent wave of injuries have are going to have on their teams. So... Well, Cam, since you're the one that's uh, been honing your craft the last three weeks, where do you want to start? Uh, To be
1: honest, I'd like to start with the New York Rangers. Okay. I didn't think that the changes that they made would get them where they
0: are. Well, I think we both thought that the moves they made to acquire the the four-scoring line model was really smart of them. We just didn't know if it was enough to elevate the the defense core, and to this point, it has,
1: and it's 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 done it well. Basically, they don't want the defense core to have the puck, and you know, credit Alain Vio for working with the with the team management to to get Gorton to get, like you said, four scoring lines, and, and change the way his system works so that they barely have to touch the puck. Um, and they are, those that can skate, like Brady Shea and Ryan Madonna, are getting up into the play to make 4 on 3s occur. So when you've got a guy, it's finally like they've gone, well, we have a guy like Hank. We can probably be a little bit more risky if we need to, because he's probably going to save our ass.
0: That's kind of the approach I've always said they should have. If you're going to have the best generation, use him.
1: Yeah, exactly right. You might as well hang him out to dry a little bit, because more often than not, he'll bail you out.
0: But there is one side of New York's success that's really not going to stay where it is, and if it did, it would be an all-time mark for the cap era, that 12.85 shooting percentage. Shooting percentage?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, that's. I'm just going to go to last year and see who the highest shooting team was. So It, what, what it, did it did was actually them. <laughs> go figure. It out. was, was it? <clears throat> but 8.95.
1: Geez, that's a 4% drop off. That to go back to their their
0: high, an 8.95 is away, isn't was it? best for the league last year. So, there is some apparently some shooting talent. Um and they were top 3 in 2014-15 at 8.84. So, they're right in that 8.8ish range a few years running. So, I'm confident to say they'll they'll continue to shoot well, but 12.85 is um yeah. That explains
1: why they're off to such a hot start. I mean, they've only lost five games all year, and they have been regularly scoring five goals when they've been winning.
0: Yeah, they've been great. They got a plus thirty-two goal differential, which yeah, is, I assume, the best in the sport.
1: I think, I think so. I mean, Montreal was Montreal were giving them a run for their money. Um, oh yeah, until Bears. Columbus. Oh, that's amazing. Um. Yeah, so like the Rangers, I wasn't expecting the Rangers. To, I, th- I can't remember what we predicted, but I thought they were going to be a bubble team because there's so many teams in that Metropolitan that could or could not make the playoffs. And um, at the moment, they're crushing it out of the ballpark. They play like this for another 10 to 15 games. They're almost a locked to be a bubble team. Like if they have a mid-season slump due to their shooting percentage, they'll have so many points in the bank that they don't have to panic.
0: Yeah, they got 11 Players that are have a even strength points per 60 of 1.9 or higher. Jesus. So they're producing at even strength at an incredible rate. Jimmy Vesey, uh, we talked about him for a bit over the summer, much like everybody else. 2.09, pretty good start to his career. Not doing too shabbily. Brandon Perry, <laughs> the guy that nobody was talking about and anybody could have signed for dirt cheap, 2.12. And Grabner's got eleven goals. <laughs> He's at three point six seven. He leads the team.
1: So if you ignore ignore VZ, but you look at you look at Perry and, and Grabner, can you realistically expect them not to fall back to their norms? Do you know what I mean? Like, can they have that magical year where everything just goes right for them? I, don't know, I suppose they can, but can the Rangers trust to rely on that for the for the rest of the season?
0: No. But you have Derek Stepan at 1.57. That should go up, you would think. Rick Nash, what's he at? 1.93? He's about where he should be. Um, You can't expect maybe the 10 goals and, you know, 18 games from Grabner maybe at even strength. But clearly they got something working. They're rolling those lines, getting good matchups. How could you afford not to? Because every line has guys that can move. They don't really have any plugs that are just out there. It's a good good approach.
1: It's a big change from what I was expecting them to have with with their roster. And I remember poor old Nick Mercadonte uh, crossing his fingers that um, Tanner Glass would end up back in the lineup, and thus far he has not.
0: Yeah, but that you're to your point, that's a big change for them. They would always find a way to put him back in the lineup. It just never made sense. Um, and no. now, now they're just rolling. So looks pretty good. Um, defense. You know, I well, another scrap heap guy, Adam Clendenning. You well, know, he's only played 6 games, I guess.
1: They they've, they've done their best to try and make sure that their defense isn't really a Part of the game, they they try to move with speed. They get the the puck to the forwards as quickly as they can, and then it's the late man defenseman that's improving what they do. So they're not jumping early, and they're they're not they're not Pittsburgh aggressive at the blue line when they're trying to keep a puck in the zone. But they're certainly more aggressive at, at trying to keep the puck in the zone than they have been previously. So it, it's a very very big change uh, in that aspect from from what. Um, Vigneault used to do, I think he's just gone screw it, if we keep the puck up here I don't have to worry about the guys in my own zone as much as he used to, so it, it works. it's worked beautifully so far and, and unless injury strikes the Rangers, I can't see it changing, yeah, people might go back to their norms, but there's no reason for it to, to not maintain and keep going the way it does
0: well, the D's still aren't really doing that great no McDonough's their best possession guy at 48.9%. And then, how do you say the. Brady the last Bra- name? Brady Shea? Shea? Yeah. Okay. Shea. He's, a, he's the next best at it.
1: 46.4. It's their four. It's all the their heavy
0: lifting for them. But there's a problem. It's still there. And it's being masked by an insane shooting percentage right now. They're still so, tilted against.
1: I mean, yeah, mind you, anybody...
0: Lundquist, so that really helps. Yeah. Our buddy Girardi's 43.8. There's no – there's they, they can't create
1: any help on that back end, though. Those contracts lock in those players. That's where they're, they're stuck.
0: Oh, agreed. This has always been the case. But yeah. to our question earlier in the summer, can the forwards lift the D? For now, the absolutely. They <laughs> lifted yep. it and power tossed them. <laughs>
1: yeah. There are uh, yeah, and look, they're, they're playing well. And, and the best thing about it, though, for the Rangers is they are making, they are getting Ws out of this play at the moment. What would be terrible for them is if they were a 500 club playing the, the way they are and not making the most of that shooting percentage. So it's it's good for them to to be abusing it now while they've got it because. It will have to fall back to the norm eventually.
0: And they're banking points, it's like you said, and it would have to take like a Montreal losing streak from last year for them, I think, to fall out of the playoff picture. They've they've done a nice job. They were a bubble team. Now they're, you know, in a good spot to make the playoffs. Well, they're in a good spot
1: to try to get home ice first
0: round, really. Unlike their counterpart in the metro area.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a little nasty what's going on in that. I was just, It's funny. I've been listening to a few podcasts, and there have been a, a few conversations about who'll be the first coach fired, and a lot of people say it's really Desjardins.
0: I've said oh, Capuano like, like it. every year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Never it's, a bit, it's a little bit like Michelle Terrien I suppose. Uh, but Capuano has to go. That team is not as bad as they are playing right now.
0: Yeah, they're not good. It's, they're not as good as last
1: year's Islanders team, but they're not this bad.
0: Losing Oposo hurts. Replacing him with Lad, who hasn't really done much. Juiced, yeah. That hurts. That's only, what, seven more years? Shh. Right? Is, it, is that have it? To
1: the knife in. I know it's the Islanders. But you don't have to... No, I'm the, asking.
0: That think... was a max deal. It's six or seven. It's a long contract. <laughs> okay, so I'm not wrong. No. I wasn't trying to no. dig at him, but I was just trying to, like, put it no, in no, perspective. No, but you are right.
1: It, it's a long contract.
0: Do you want to know what his points per 60 is at even
1: strength? No. He's dead, dead last
0: on the Islanders forwards at 0.53. Oh. I'm gonna. <laughs> you wouldn't expect to get that from look that's that's harsh. Right, I'm it's going like... back to last year and I'm gonna find a player that can beat zero point five three. Oh look, Tanner Glass zero point six six. I'm that's just, just doing just... that to paint. How bad one of their major acquisition, like Kyle Opposa leaves, that leaves a big spot, and they're like, okay, well we'll we'll just have Lad take. The, Take over for that offensive production, and Andrew Ladd has been a very good player.
1: I would not have expected it to do this. You could, have, we both sort of said that there'll be a drop off. I wouldn't yeah, have eventually, thought this age, year, like
0: year yeah, one. Yeah, this year. Year and fucking this one. Year. This is bad. Yeah, um his possessions no better, but nobody really is on that team. Forty-five point three percent. Like I, this I, is a mess.
1: I wonder whether it will be a Pittsburgh situation where the entire team will improve with a new coach. They have to try you know, it. Was, Who's out there? Buddy was all over Sid about how bad he was playing and all this stuff. Change a coach, change a system, and off the, he went and off the team went. Tavares is, is, is great, but he's not getting as much out of himself as he usually does, and... He's got like the the washing machine going for his line mates at the moment. They're all over the place. He's got no consistency in, in what he's getting he's and playing just on just that. A bar-
0: straight up blender. And whatever yeah. pops out is what they're doing right now. And it's not, you're right, it's not helping him at all.
1: Because they're just, they're not this bad. And, and their record would go Cameron, yes, yes, they are that bad. So, you know, you're only as good as your record and they're terrible.
0: They're twenty eighth in possession. Score: Justin yeah. Fenwick's forty seven point four. Only Detroit and Arizona are worse.
1: And I mean, Halak's goals against average is is terrible for him, and his shooting, his save percentage is is bad as well. And it's like he's not played poorly. Just you have a look at what he's putting up with, and it's, same with Thomas Grice. It's the same thing for both their goalies that they, they are struggling like crazy right now.
0: Yeah, there's Grice is nine two oh. That's slightly below average, not crazy. Halak at nine one uh five at even strength. That's that's not gonna cut it, especially on a team that's not pushing play at all. Yeah, that you know, you're not gonna win. And they haven't. They're uh no. they're second worst in the Eastern Conference right now. They're tied with Buffalo with 14 points. I'm assuming they have an extra regulation win somewhere. Uh, they've got less goals against. Oh, it went all <laughs> the way to that tiebreaker.
1: It's yeah, they're minus 12 and Buffalo are minus 14.
0: Man, who would have? I did not think that I had Islanders um, right up there in the Metro. That didn't yeah. work. <laughs>
1: Hey, we said we wouldn't get them
0: right, right? or or did we not? Well, look,
1: you made that caveat a couple of times, and I'm really glad you did.
0: It's tough to predict Um, some of this stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: No, it is difficult. I mean, look, you and I absolutely trashed the crap out of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and currently they're in a playoff spot.
0: They're 27th in possession, so (laughs) I'll look into them a little bit more another time. Uh, so basically are they riding
1: are they riding bobrowski because it doesn't seem like anything else has changed if you know what i mean and Bobrovsky...
0: they're third in pdo right now yeah okay guess who's first you always
1: get a team that rides it for the year though
0: yeah the team we already talked about <laughs> yeah exactly so coach who <laughs> who is there I yeah. you know, since the Penguins made their coaching change, I kind of stopped paying attention to the coaches that were out there.
1: <laughs>
0: Guy Boucher was one name, but he's obviously taken now. Yeah. Um Boudreaux got hired right away like he should have. Yeah. What um I mean, there's gotta be a off the radar kind of person yeah, because... that could come in and not do any worse.
1: I, I think you, you're right though, it's, it's off the radar, I'm not going to know who, who they should bring in and, and you you would kind of pray that with what's happening with with the Islanders, that they do try and bring in somebody that wants to push the play, I mean, a, a lot of teams are looking at speed now and, and trying to be fast and, and those that can make those changes on the cheap uh, are certainly reaping the benefits of that, so... I just I don't know who you could replace them with. I mean, if St. Louis had have started badly, Ken Hitchcock could have been available, but that's not going to solve your problems.
0: No, St. Louis has actually done the opposite. They're they're drive and play um, second best in the league. When they lose, they lose big though. When it goes wrong, it goes wrong bad. Well, the good thing about that is
1: uh, two points or
0: two points or two points can't lose more than the two. Um, would you like to shift out west? We'll do the same thing. We, we got a team that we thought was a bubble team and is racking points up in the standings, and then we have another team. How do they do it? <laughs>
1: how do they do it? Like, if there was any year where it looked like it was going to fall apart for the, for the Blackhawks, this was the year where it looked like... You look at that roster, and it just shows you, one, how good the core players are in that in that team, and obviously Kane and Taves are earning their 10.5 mil, but how good a coach Quinville is to be able to eke as much as he can out of the fringes of that of that roster.
0: I don't know if he is. You don't reckon? PDO
1: number two. But more and
0: yeah, I'm going to get into that. You, you led me right to it. It's not so much shooting percentage. It's, it's Corey crazy. freaking Crawford is playing out of his mind. Uh, with his nine five three even strength save percentage, or somewhere around yeah, there, that won't stay there. It would be a hell of a year if it did. Well, wow, that that's Vesna if it did. Yeah, he's probably got to be the favorite at the moment for that award. At least I think so.
1: No, he plays in the West Conference. He's not going to get that. It'll be Carey Price still.
0: He's nine five six. You know. Scott Darling is nine three nine. They're getting it from
1: both guys. They they they're riding it well, but what do you do? Is it good coaching that's making sure that he's saving a lot of shots? Like I haven't looked at the breakdown of how many high danger chances he's saving, which if you look at some of the highlights, seem to be quite frequent for Crawford at the moment. Um, It's just it's one of those things where it's amazing that they're still doing as well as they are. I thought they'd be a bubble team and. They're doing what the Rangers are doing in the other conference. It's just banking points so that when things do slide back, they're going to be okay.
0: And that's a good thing considering the divisions both of them are in.
1: Yes. It's very impressive they are gonna, to be at the top of them. Yeah. It's going to be very tightly fought divisions, both of those.
0: But they're 19th in possession. It's not like they're – I mean, there are signs of them not being the team that they used to be. They used to be right up in that top five, never not – you know yeah, yeah yeah I know what you say yeah I mean, they're always there and we're kind of at that they're, they've played 18 games I usually think at 20 game mark you can kind of start to think about um well we got a trend going here I think it's a large enough sample to start um, having the discussion about what kind of teams these yeah. these teams are
1: you're exactly right. I, it's, I haven't actually looked at it, but it, it would be interesting to see some of these surprise teams, whether they're beating up on bad teams or whether they're, they've got a, a, a split through their wins of good teams and bad teams. And it would be interesting to know what sort of teams they're, they're beating because Edmonton can't beat any good teams. So I, I wonder whether Chicago is just beating up on, on teams or whether they're, you know... Winning games against everybody.
0: I'll try and pull that up for you.
1: Sorry for uh, this is why I do this podcast with you. You have the numbers.
0: No, I got the internet and the mouse.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're organized enough to do it. They actually started
0: the year one and two. St. Louis, Nashville. <laughs> they lost to Columbus. Lost to Calgary. <laughs> Boston, Washington, they're beating, and Winnipeg. They're beating okay they're, teams.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they're not they're not feasting on see, so once again, they're well, just they're doing sort so of.
0: Well. Calgary. Well I don't know, it's a normal looking schedule. I don't think yeah, there's any anything exactly. of note, note to point out, to be honest. No, that's
1: exactly it, right, I agree.
0: It's not a weird stretch of bad versus good teams. It's it's pretty balanced.
1: Yeah, no. So like credit all credit to the the Blackhawks for pulling off another heist. Really.
0: Well, we'll see. Um, like with the Rangers, banking points, great job. Yeah. Uh, um, I think if they're gonna really be a contender, uh, like they have been for so many years, that possession's gonna have to eventually. What we know about the possession stat as a predictor of Stanley Cup aspirations you'd better find yourself closer to that top five than the 20th spot.
1: Well, who was the last team that wasn't in the top five to win it? I think Pittsburgh and '09. were.
0: That doesn't count for me. A coaching change split really screws with that metric for them. Oh, uh, okay. Like, when Biles, if you just take Bilesma's sample, it was near there. But Terrians was so close to 30th or whatever that it, like, really, yeah. it makes that number not... As um, authentic as, some as of the applicable. Other ones. It's like two different yeah. teams. Well, probably it's much big. like last the
1: year. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I know we sort of discussed surprise teams, and I didn't bring this up before the podcast, but is Anaheim being in front of the Pacific, Anaheim being better than you and I both expected, or just the fact that LA you've fallen off the map because of, you know, their injuries and stuff. Like, I wasn't expecting Anaheim to be leading
0: that division. No, but if you look at what's happened to LA, who... LA's actually not playing bad. They, they just have the same old, same old, can't score goals.
1: Yep, and when you've lost... was it Did Carter go out, or was it Kopitar? Um, One of the two of them uh, were injured. I think so, I saw
0: Kopitar miss looks... a game the other night.
1: Yeah, and then you lose quick for a, a length of period of time and they try to plug it up with scrubs. <clears throat> it's tough.
0: Yeah, the quick thing, I know, it, the quick thing is such a hard argument to have because you got, it's so polarizing. Some people are really pushing him as a, like a top five goalie and you got to push hard back to be like, no. But then something like this happens, you're like, see, he's valuable. And it's like, yes, he's slightly above average. And they didn't replace it with slightly above average.
1: Yeah. And he's too expensive for slightly above average. And that's, that's probably where most of the complaints against Quick R is that his ceiling is ridiculously brilliant, but his floor is also so bad that he ends up being just slightly above average. Like old it's old what old makes old. him... Not I know so, like that,
0: that's athletic.
1: Yeah, listen, look. Well, it's true. <laughs> on You're not wrong. And look, it's heartbreaking, but he has to go. It's... I've, All right,
0: we're not getting I've into that. I've come to it. We're not getting into that. No. Move on. <laughs> Good. Put a squash on that. Um, Anaheim. um, Where are they? Are they riding the Randy Carlisle 45% position? No, they're a little better than that. 48.2, but it's 22nd best. And um, I kind of want to go back to last year and see where they were last year under Boudreaux, which I, I assume... Oh, second overall, 53.8. They really didn't have a huge roster change. No, it's, yeah. So take that for what it's worth.
1: You you realize, though, that if Carlisle gets past the first round, the coaching change will be considered a success, right? That's that's the reality of it.
0: Yeah, if John Gibson plays out of his ass, then, you know, it certainly will be the coach that did it. it
1: or if Freddie Anderson had not stopped a couple of pups last year.
0: No, that's what know, I mean, though. Or... Boudreaux's Game 7 goaltending is historically terrible. <laughs> but their teams are driving play during those games, and it's like, well, what more do yeah. you want the coach to do? Fucking goalie's not stopping the puck.
1: That's
0: yeah, tough. So they are first, but it's another one of those, well, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not buying a 22nd ranked possession team. Now, in fairness they are they were missing their best defenseman for a large chunk of this so it'll be interesting to see the splits of possession uh without lindholm and then with
1: with him back right. in the lineup yeah so
0: i do want to be f- fair with that but you know they were the second best possession team last year and now they're 22nd through 18-ish games
1: yeah and there's Two big factors in that, obviously Lindholm and the coach. So you can kind of see where that's that's transitioned from, and it's, it's funny, you know, Gibson just doesn't look like the guy that I think they think he is. He just I have no confidence in him in in that role.
0: Yeah, maybe not. He's at nine two. What, league average.
1: Maybe that's where they could throw Fleury, throw him over there, and we'll take um. We'll take Ken Fowler back and then move him no, somewhere
0: else. No. no, Stop it. What's it? Move him? No. I don't want it. Overrated. I know. He's uh, going to go uh, though, somewhere. That'll be interesting to so, see. Yeah. I bet you Detroit. Yeah. Detroit seems like a ripe for we need a defenseman. We're a terrible possession team. This Cam Fowler guy's skilled, and they'll find out that he's not really great on the possession front either. Poor, poor guy. Um, so yeah, that Chicago turned into Anaheim, and we're gonna flip it over to my Western Conference favorite, <laughs> not doing so great. Uh, the no, Predators. What the hell? I don't. I
1: don't get it. In this. the Achilles heel that. Well, I, I certainly, I think you did as well. Thought it was going to be the problem, hasn't really been their problem in their losses. It's been the fact that they, they, all their top scorers aren't scoring. All the guys that you would expect to be putting the puck in the net, it, it's just not going.
0: No, they haven't generated much this year. they uh, let's see. It's obviously PK Subban's fault because that's the big change. Yes, you should probably start there and blame him. (laughs) They got a few guys up at the top of their lineup that are doing well. Forsberg, Neil, Ribeiro, all at that 2.0 or above points per 60 for even. And then then Matt Irwin sliding on in there, 2.55 from defense. That's pretty amazing, actually. So is it just the edges that are killing them? No, Ryan Johansson's got to be a big part for them. He's at 1.12, which is way below fourth line level.
1: Yeah, he's, he's got to be important for them and, and to get it right. Um, he must be so frustrating to coach because you can see how good he can be. And then he has stages like this through his season where it, it, technically he vanishes.
0: Every player goes through it maybe this is the early stages of that
1: oh yeah I mean, he will be better than what he's producing at the moment it will improve for him but he's he's streaks like this seem to be longer than they should be I mean that's the sign of a, of a, a great player and a, and a exceptional player is how short they can keep their their poor performances from turning into from you know two games to six to ten keeping it down to like two or three, that's when you know you're, you're on
0: soul. I guess the thing for me is um, a little bit of surprise with Suban. I know I joked about it earlier, but having Laviolette, I thought was going to be a great thing coming from Terry. And he's, he was 1.21 last year for generating offense at even strength. He's at 0.81 this year. That's a sizable drop. Is his shooting percentage worse? Like, there's there's
1: so many things to sort of have a look at with, with that because I certainly wasn't expecting this either. And it it is... The fallout of that trade for this year will be absolutely fascinating when we get to the end of the season if things keep tracking the
0: way they currently are. Well, Weber's certainly scoring goals and doing some good things for Montreal, but I don't think year one was ever the... Uh contention point for why people thought this trade was going to be very, very bad.
1: Yes, but you know what it's like at the moment in, uh, in the hockey world, and you know that well, yeah, those that don't... he's
0: going to win the Norse.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, he actually. You know what, he probably will. You're exactly right. If he keeps tracking the way it is right now, he'll win it purely on the whole, he's not as bad as you guys thought he was, even though there are going to be four or five other defenders that will be substantially better than him.
0: He deserves it. It's it's his turn.
1: Don't don't give that.
0: It's his turn. It's his turn. Yeah, it started. The season couldn't have started any better for that narrative to pick up steam. Yeah, I
1: know. I know. And even if he even if he falls away, there'll be people that will just be like, "No, give him the vote." <sighs> Anybody else surprised you negatively or positively
0: amongst all of these teams? Surprise? I guess Edmonton's done well, winning-wise, but I think they're kind of, uh, that is over with. I'm looking at their, their second in the Pacific, which is a, shaping up to be a real shit division. Um, But I'm looking at their last ten games, and it's 2-7-1, and one, so...
1: Yeah, lost their last five. They in may be
0: uh, going right to where I thought they were. Uh, I guess, Calgary, what? if you want to shift into that kind of injury, <laughs> wave of injuries, we can talk a little bit about. I thought the Flames were going to make a run at that wild card, but Brian Elliott yeah, but has not done his part.
1: No, they've been bad all year, and losing Goudreau is just going to make that even harder for them.
0: Yeah, right now that's. That's a bitter pill to swallow. But Brian Elliott's been horrendous. I really thought that he wasn't going to have the like nine thirty stats that came from St. Louis. Uh, but literally nine zero zero, it's not going to cut it.
1: Yeah, I certainly wouldn't have expected him to be floating around nine hundred, um, even strength.
0: Nine hundred's not even yeah. good all uh... situations, let alone.
1: Yeah, let's not do that because it'll be 800. It'll be somewhere in those 880s, 890s, and that, that, won't, be, that's incredible that won't be friendly. Me
0: that they're... What's even weirder is that they're only 24th <laughs> in the league in goaltending and there's people worse than them. Oh, sheesh. Um, you know you know what I thought we – Including we, St. The- Louis. <laughs> How funny. Are they that bad? Jake Allen's not good. Maybe that's <sighs> a funny
1: spot. But who do you get back? Perico?
0: No way. (laughs) That would be awesome, but no.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, (laughs) get Shattenkirk out of there and sign him. It's interesting with, at the moment, with the way the two conferences are pacing, to make... The wildcards, but I think everyone's on pace for 101 points just to make the wild card, like the the final wild card. In Whereas the, in the West, I think it's I think it's like 87 points.
0: There is a big discrepancy this year. It's bizarre. Like there are some top echelon
1: teams in the West, and then it all kind of falls away really quickly.
0: San Jose's still good. The record's not reflective of that right now, but. I think they're still good. St. Louis is really good right now. St. Louis is really good, actually. Second in possession, 30th in goaltending, and they're still in second in the central. Yeah. If they can get a guy to make a few, like, you don't even need to set the bar that high. Just don't be freaking 30th, and that's going to be yeah. a tough team to beat.
1: But it explains why they're minus
0: six in the goal differential. Because oh, when they get beat, they get, they get beat hard. Or they're not 30th. Philly is. Sorry. 29th. 903. Yikes. Jesus. Philly. You just don't expect to see that at the St.
1: Louis team, do you?
0: Philly's at 891. I thought they had one of the best uh, duos going. They're just off to a sluggish start. Mason and Neuwerth were.
1: Neuwerth's injured. So Mason will take it and run. I bet you any money Mason will get it worked out because he knows he's not going to lose his job. The mild yeah, research
0: I've done on that topic, or at least uh, my people I follow that are Philadelphia-based, uh, they've thought the goaltending uh, rotation was a bit strange. So we'll see what happens with Noyberth out. Like, there's no logic to the picking and choosing of who plays when.
1: No. No, it, it's, it's so bizarre. Should Florida be worried?
0: Florida. No. Fourth in possession. Things will straighten itself out. Huberto will be back. Oh, I
1: forgot about Huberto.
0: Yep. Bugstad, I'm not sure if he's back, but he'll eventually um, be back.
1: I suppose right now they just have to try and stay at 500 like they are. As long as they don't start having more losses than wins, although technically they do have more losses than wins because they're 8-8-1. As long as they can stay around or above five hundred, um until those two get back, that they, they should be okay. You're well, right. I actually forgot they were gone. It's what happens when guys like Stem get injured, they're fresh in your head, and you forget about the other guys in South Florida, they're hurt.
0: Oh no. My 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 man Jager is doing so hot. Well, no, the this, slow, this is a slow start. This is not the beginning of the end.
1: <laughs>
0: 1.11, although Barkov's right there, 1.05. I'll blame Barkov.
1: Oh, really? You're going to? Play? Okay.
0: <laughs> Pick up your game, Barkov. You're dragging my
1: This is This is your only blind spot you have. It's so not a blind
0: spot. spot. He led the NHL last year. I
1: know. I know. It will be sad if it does all just fall apart really, really quickly on him because it'll, it'll look terrible.
0: Well, we say that about 36-year-olds, so. <laughs> Why not? What is it, 45 he'll turn in February?
1: Oh, uh, 44, one of the
0: two. No, I think that line will um, be good once Huberto gets back. I think that trio will uh, be pretty good. But It's not just them, though. They only got one... Um, one guy above 2.0 for first line scoring, and it's uh, it Denise Mal? <laughs> this is uh, the Malkin guy that everybody always
1: when oh, watching Florida. They
0: think it's Malkin, <laughs> but he's playing like Malkin two point one five. That's pretty good. It's probably better than the real Malkin right now. Is there is, is there shooting percentage just in the toilet? Yeah, that's probably a good place to start looking, and it's twenty first seven point oh nine, so not great, but not Buffalo at five points. Because if they've two. got the puck, if
1: they if they're shooting the puck so often, they're they you know they're five hundred club. It's like where is it going wrong? Like I don't.
0: I think that maybe is it just the top end talents missing because goaltending's below average right now. Surprisingly, given the two guys they have.
1: Yeah, I was going to say those two. I wouldn't have expected to be below average. So nine eleven's
0: um... not good for um, even strength. No, and unexpected. So look for that to improve. I would. That would be my prediction. I guess. Yeah. They're drive and play. It's mm-hmm, seventeen games in for them. They can. They can turn this around. Huberto, Bugstad. Um, I think I think they'll be okay.
1: All right. So basically they could replace New Jersey because Jersey just lost Hall as well.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one for them. Really, they're only dynamic guy. Except for Bo Bennett. <laughs> there it is. Um, Camilleri's still good and yeah. uh doing well for them.
1: It's just that's such a it, like what happens when you lose superstars. It's not next man up for that guy. That's the problem you've got when you lose him for what is it? It's about four weeks, I think, with the arthroscope. So it'll be a tough one for him to, to come back from.
0: Yeah, that's. Um... They say it,
1: they get there and say it's
0: easy, but it's not. No, oh, Jersey's um, in that spot. Corey Schneider is, you know, he's one of our podcast yeah. favorites for goaltending. He's he's playing really well. So, Paul, what is it, a month? About. I think so. Yeah, that well, looks- that's the thing.
1: Him and Stamkos have both done their now. I think they're both looking at, at, at three to four weeks.
0: Well, Stamkos is a long time. What did he do? I thought he just did a, he a meniscus. Couldn't couldn't do the little patchwork. They had to the full blow repair it. Oh wow! Actually, one of my players I coach just had the same procedure done before the season. We, you know, they thought meniscus tear. Okay, I'll miss the first couple games because it'll be, you know, that three four week time frame yep. that. Yep. And he got the bad news that uh, I'm sorry, it's got to be full blown, and he it, it, he's out for three months. So, um, yeah, that that falls in line with the Stamkos thing. I even told him, I said, you and Stamkos, two peas in a pod. That's good company to have. Yeah, he scores scores a lot of goals like him too. I felt I felt really, still feel really terrible about that.
1: Yeah, that's that's a really not very fair at all. Not, not fun. <laughs>
0: Your senior year oh it's even worse yeah that sucks um so at least um glass half full for tampa they can overcome it they have a lot of talent on that team
1: they will be fine without him when I mean, they're a better team with him but they're not going to fall off of a map with him with him going
0: yeah this is not more so this isn't like uh jersey or calgary losing their guys uh but Stamkos, if we look at Micah's hockey viz uh, scoring leader projections, I think Stamkos was leading the league in points because the way he does it is he eliminates the secondary assist.
1: Secondary assist, yeah.
0: And he is. He still is.
1: Feels like a bit more production for him than you had the last couple of years, so that's good to see.
0: Yeah, it was good to see, and this is why this injury sucks. Yeah, Sid's already up to fourth.
1: I reckon he's going to score fifty goals, you know.
0: Yeah, we can talk about this. Sorry, sorry, stammer. Sid's unreal right now.
1: (laughs) His his overtime pass
0: last night was ludicrous.
1: Yeah, it was. It was good to good to watch it.
0: It was finally nice. After all these, uh, not all these years, what the hell am I talking about? Three on three just started last year, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay,
0: after all these days, <laughs> <laughs> the um, crosby malkin Latang trio has not been a thing in overtime for them. It was last night. Not for long, because I think it was uh, Sid that came off the bench. Somebody came off the bench all, to make that trio. All three of them did.
1: All three of them didn't start that shift.
0: And um, the Deeks, great and all, but the vision to know that to time the pass with the right pace, to have Letang curl around the backside of that net and just have an open net because Halak couldn't see through Malkin with an excellent screen. Um, That was great. And his goal was awesome too. As you said, hashtag, Sid that more. I mean, that is a year's. (laughs) That one goes back years. I just – His skill set is tailor-made to be right there and do all those things. Oh, a loose puck in the corner? Guess who's winning it? Not a lot of room to pass and find guys? Well, guess who can do that? Oh, shot coming in? Who better to tip it than Sid? Uh, Shooting at a bad angle. Who can hit the target? Sid. Like Every skill that he possesses gets maximized down low when there's There's not a lot of room down there for good reason. Teams protect that area. But who can take advantage of little to no room better than anybody? Definitely see So it's just great to see him scoring goals. His shooting percentage is probably close to 30. That's not going to keep up. But what it is going to do, he's at the goal cage. His shooting percentage is going to maintain a higher clip. Because they're more high... It's higher probability in that area, and he's there. And he's been there in years past, but I think the biggest key, he's going to start to uh, collect a lot more power play goals. I think that's oh, the Because the drop power off. play is actually working. Well, he's on the goal line, and they're letting Malkin take that half-wall job, and that's really how it always should have been. Yep, Yet Sid's very good on the half-wall. Um, and when Malkin's out, I could understand having him back there. But with Malkin in the lineup and Letang up top, I've never really understood wh- why it needed to go through Sid on the half wall when, you know, he's he's just going to pot so many garbage goals and has this year down, down there on the power play. Yep. I was looking up uh, his power play goals um, like last week just to kind of <coughs> see what he's been doing lately. And his rookie year, he had 16, and that's a career high. And In his rookie year, 16 on the PP, and geez, okay. His rookie year, he was, actually had a second highest goal total. No, his second, yeah, 39. Injuries um, obviously have ruined some of his better years. He's only hit 40 goals got- once, and it was the year he hit 51.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I stand by that. I still think he'll get to fifty this year.
0: I do think he has a solid enough chance, even with missing the five or six games to start the year. If they keep him on that spot on the damn power play, I think he can hit that sixteen power play goals, and that's a nice um, help start to get to that point. You know,
1: because he's got eleven. He's got eleven in seventeen. Realistically, when you think about it, right. So, if he keeps going at that pace, he's he's gonna have to get to fifty.
0: Well, he's kind of on pace for seventy-seven or what, seventy-six uh, right uh, now. He's at a goal per game, literally. Eleven games yeah, played, yeah. eleven goals. Pretty great. It is.
1: He'll get he'll get to fifty-three if he goes at the pace he's currently going at and doesn't miss another one. Because of the games the games that he's missed. It's a tough pace to keep though. It is. And he has a really high shooting percentage, like you said, but it is because he's he's getting his shots in areas where he's where he excels. So I expect regression. I just it's one of those I mean his career is fourteen
0: point seven. That's really good. That's his career average. He's had years where he's shot twenty percent. Yeah, will this be one of those years?
1: The Penguins fans, you, you certainly hope so. He
0: shoots twenty percent, keeps getting shots. Then, yeah, be nice to have him take more hardware home. He's he had, he got boned a few years with that injury stuff. He's been boned in the heart voting a few times. I did a summer piece of a couple years back that you know he probably should be sitting on at least four MVPs right now.
1: Yeah, but they get sick of giving it to Pittsburgh players.
0: Yeah, the, the league uh, got tired of Sid Novi's trading off great years. And uh, <laughs> Henrik Sedin somehow snaked one in there. Didn't Didn't Corey Perry snake one in there as well? Because he <clears throat>
1: rode a hot end of the year?
0: Yeah, something like that. But the lockout shortened years. Sid broke his jaw. And... Uh, Missed those chunk of games, but, you know, Ovi missed the first quarter of that year, too, just because he was playing crappy. (laughs) (laughs) But he finished, like, a bat out of hell and uh, got the MVP, but, I don't know. It's what have you done for me lately with some of the award voting. Pretty much. But, Sid, could add another MVP at this rate this year. Been fun.
1: It has been fun. The, the team's just fun to watch. Even when they play badly, I enjoy watching them.
0: Yeah. A lot of people are upset at the Washington game, and I'm like, well, I saw a lot of nice goals. That I, You know, I don't usually – I'm not so wrapped up in their success. I just like watching good hockey good players. Good quality hockey. Yeah. You know, them losing yep. doesn't really alter me too much.
1: Well, it doesn't, doesn't kill your day, does it?
0: No. Not really. It makes it almost easier. <laughs> it's easier to write about bad things. <laughs> um,
1: so are you going to go to the game tomorrow? Today? No, tomorrow. Today for you, tomorrow <laughs> for me.
0: I don't know. we got a high school game at like 4.30ish, uh, right outside of Buffalo. Maybe after the game I'll shoot over.
1: Well, he's hoping that... Uh, like the Buffalo game that I saw when I was in Pittsburgh, you get to see a Crosby hat trick.
0: Oh, you got that. That's pretty cool. I did.
1: And then the other game I saw, Juno got a hat trick, so I was like, okay, this I need to come
0: over here more often. Well it is Buffalo, maybe they'll both get one. <laughs> it's definitely possible. No, nah, I don't it's a... it could easily be done. I ticket prices if you willing to go in the 300s i see a few for like 20 bucks or 25 bucks
1: that's certainly doable isn't it
0: so i'm gonna try and see what happens at that 100 or 200 level if the prices are still because the thing with like i love hockey obviously and going live is great if you got good seats but you're not guaranteed and this is goes back to the argument about the whole league in general you're not guaranteed a um a good game or a good product on any given night. And Pittsburgh's one of the teams that you can almost guarantee you'll get that because of the number of high-end players they have.
1: But it is the second half of a back-to-back.
0: But I went to a concert with my wife last night, and it was a great time, and I knew I was going to have a great time because, you know, that's just the nature of that entertainment product. You you know what you're going to get. Yeah, that's a good point. So when that's I, the risk you run with sports though isn't it <clears throat> yeah and sometimes it's like why did I pay that to go watch that shit <laughs> you know what I mean
1: yeah no you, you, you're you on the money don't get me wrong there I know exactly what you're saying so. you used to go watch a lot of AFL football and you'd rock up and go yeah okay I'm going to leave this game and I'm going to go watch the other one that's down the other end of town because it's just terrible
0: <laughs> you'd literally go from one game to another
1: yeah, well, in the city of Melbourne, there's like two two grounds where they the games play, and I had an AFL membership, so I could just walk into the walk into either ground. Um, oh, that's cool. with, the, with the with the membership, so um, there'd be a game that would start at like two o'clock in the afternoon, and then there'd be another one usually at uh, at the other ground at, at around about six thirty or seven o'clock. So if the other game was crap, instead of jumping on public transport at the end of the game to rush my way down to the other one, I'd just walk across the other side of the city because you could. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's good having a, a city with seven or eight teams in it where they all play out of the same two grounds. So you, you get lots of access to a lot of the sport, which is why an AFL membership, which I think costs you about 250 300 bucks and... Ticket prices for adults are normally twenty five, so I usually would get to two or three games a, a round. There's twenty two rounds, so I certainly got my money's worth.
0: I suppose if I don't like the game, if I can, if I do go, I can just leave and go to the bar. Yeah, I don't <laughs> take that option. I don't, I don't, like I don't quite have your else. option, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm. It's literally a coin flip at this juncture. Well, if you
1: win your hockey game, I reckon you'll go. If
0: you lose, you probably won't. Uh, No, that is independent from my decision-making process. Oh, okay. Rightio. (laughs) That has no bearing whatsoever (laughs) um, on the process. Really, what's pulling me is I kind of want to see Sid playing the way he is right now. Well, that's reason enough to... Take the gamble. And I want to see Gino take a real shit penalty and score two goals. <laughs> very likely scenario. <laughs> yeah, I'm a realist. You are indeed.
1: <laughs> it's a very, very likely scenario. The way he's going at the moment, he's likely to win you a game and make you pull your hair out at the same time. Um,
0: well, did we miss my pre-show notes I have check marks next to a lot of stuff
1: and did we miss anything?
0: I don't think so unless there's uh, something that I didn't think of
1: no I think we're good and you know thanks for everybody for hanging in there whilst we were at MIA we did try a couple of times I was MIA it, um,
0: while she was ready to go this is it just I gotta own work. this it's my fault <laughs>
1: No, there was one night where you tried to podcast with me, but I was at the bar and I was unpodcastable.
0: <laughs> yeah, it um, it happens, and it has happened on <laughs> <laughs> literally on this podcast in year one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one's filed away <laughs> in the archive somewhere, maybe.
1: Yes, that's oh, yeah, good point.
0: Passed out during the Atlantic Division preview one year.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, that was the one we had to redo, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I passed out during it.
1: Yeah. uh, You did keep that, didn't you, for archival...
0: I think it's somewhere. All right,
1: well, we'll have to get that out one day. I freaked out. I'm like, where'd he go? Is he all right? Couldn't get you? Couldn't contact you? I was like, holy shit, I hope everything's okay. And then I find out the next morning. Felt great. Yeah. Felt just great. imbibed I was enough, very comfortable. Just, just imbibed enough to have a nod. Nothing wrong with that.
0: It was a good podcast, too. Yeah, that was the disappointment. We got all the way to, to Toronto, which was the last place team. And then, yep, sorry. Or who oh, we predicted was just... to be the last place team. And guess who was?
1: Yeah, well, they made you, you fall it right. asleep. So...
0: Unlike this year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right.
0: We've got nothing else, really, have we? Nope. Patreon.com/slash/hockeyhurts to support the podcast uh, at walshy 66 at Gunner Stall, uh, hockeybuzz.com for my Pittsburgh articles, and that should about do it. Uh, thanks for hanging in there. Uh, my work schedule might flip back to where it was in post-Thanksgiving, so hopefully we'll get down a more regular basis like we've always been. So, thank you. See you.
1: Thanks, guys.